What's the name of your show? It's the Frank Show. 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 Alrighty, welcome to the first episode of The Frank Show. Uh, I'm happy to be here. My name's Frank. It is March 29th of the year 2021. And today, on this first episode of what will become the biggest podcast of all time, we will go over nothing more but my 10... I guess, how do I want to word this? These will be my 10 most irrational anxieties. Um, Yeah, so without further ado, I mean, let's just get... Let's just get kicking. So we're going to go um, 10 to 1. 1 being my most irrational anxiety. You know, something that brings me so much anxiety, but it's so fucking dumb. It makes absolutely no sense. So I guess we'll, we'll start with 10. 10's an easy one. It's scabies. I'm just absolutely terrified of scabies. I'm afraid I will get scabies at all times. Anything I touch, if I immediately have an itch anywhere, I think it's scabies. And because scabies just does not sound like a good time at all. I mean, I'm no scabie professional. I don't know much about scabies. All I know is that there's little spiders that like live in your skin and like anything that you touch just gets those little spiders. And then that, you know, it starts. So if I have scabies and I shake your hand, you now have scabies. And then everybody you touch, it, it surprises me that not everyone in the world has scabies. I mean, I think I just talked myself out of believing I know how scabies work because everyone would have scabies if that's really how it worked. But all I know about scabies too is that I remember there's a rumor in high school that a kid had scabies and then he fingered a girl and then she had scabies in her vagina. Um, I don't know how real that is, but talk about vomit. So yeah, that is my 10th most irrational anxiety is getting scabies. Um, I think that's an easy one. I think that's a chalk draft pick. Uh, Scabies is up there. It should be top 10 on everyone's list. Um, It's definitely top 10 on mine. All right, so now that we have Scabies out of the way, uh, my ninth most irrational anxiety, and this one's kind of out of left field, but that's why it's on the list. I'm always concerned, so this is number nine, I'm always concerned that I'm on an episode of What Would You Do starring host John Quinones. So if you're unfamiliar with that show, it's they take like an uncomfortable situation or, you know, a situation where you should intervene and they put it in a public place and they obviously don't tell the public that it's happening and they see what these strangers do. So like on a couple episodes, like there was this one kid in like a guitar shop and he's playing and his mom is like, dude, you fucking suck. You're never going to be Justin Bieber if you play like that. And then she walks away and the show takes a look at what the other people would do. You know, and some people walk up to the kid and they're like, yo, kid, I think you're dope. Some people just don't say anything. Um, So I'm always just subconscious that like everything I see, I'm like, okay, where's John Quinones? I know he's coming out here. Like if I'm walking on the street and I see an old lady like struggling with her groceries, I'm like, oh shit. John John Quinones, you know, John Quinones is probably keeping me in check. He's he's keeping me a good person because I know like the one time 
I don't help that old lady with her groceries coming out of the car, John Quinones is going to put a camera in my face and be like, why didn't you help that old woman? Like, you are the one of 39 people that did not help her. And I'm like, ah, well, fuck. Now I'm famous for hating old people. I could be famous for so many other things, like this podcast, but instead I'm famous for hating old people. Thanks, John Quinones. If you don't know the show, I would check it out. Maybe you would understand my, my anxiety about it a little bit more. But it, it really haunts me almost every time I'm out in public. I'm like, okay, where's the hidden camera? This is all a TV show. Uh, it's probably an awful way to live life. But like I said, he, he keeps me in check. And, um, and you know what? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So number nine, that was number nine. Number nine is that I am constantly on an episode of What Would You Do with host John Quinones. Number eight, we're moving on to number eight. This is going to be a quick, quick list. Uh, number eight, I oftentimes wake up and just am in fear that I have homework to do. Now, for the listeners that don't know me, I'm, I'm 24 years old. I am soon to be three years graduated from college. I will constantly wake up and be concerned I have homework to do. I will constantly wake up and be concerned I'm like missing a class, even though I haven't taken class in three years. And my senior year, I only took like five classes. So I don't even know if you can, let's say, fuck it, four years. And I, I'm constantly like concerned that I never even graduated college. And then I have to sit down and tell myself, wait a minute, Frank, you're talking like a crazy person. You went through college. And I'll have to like recall my graduation ceremony because I just don't believe it because I'm fucking stupid. So I'm like, what, what university would give me a degree? Uh, thanks the state of New York. But for real, I, I oftentimes have to sit down and, and really like think hard and be like, did I graduate college? Do I have homework to do? Um, so that's number eight. So we did 10, 9, 8. So number seven, my seventh most irrational, my seventh most irrational anxiety. Is that how I want to say that? I don't know. That's what a post is for. That's a lingo us podcasters use when we mean editing. I just farted and I hope it came through on recording. I will not, if anything, I'll edit that in even more. But number seven, and now this one only pops up every now and then because I don't do this all the time, especially because of COVID. So that's why maybe it's number seven. But every time I'm at a baseball game, every time I'm at a baseball game, I have the most irrational anxiety, no matter where I'm sitting, of two things happening. One, getting just smoked in the face by a baseball. And that, that, see, that one makes no sense because I'm a grade-A athlete. I'm the physique. Uh, I'm, I'm the example of, of modern male physique. Um, actually, Michelangelo called me, and he was like, dude, I should have used you for the David. Uh, don't quote me on if that's his statue, but he called me and told me he should have used me and my massive penis. Um, and I was flattered. So, yeah. I'm always afraid of getting smoked by a baseball or, and again, no matter where I'm sitting, I'm always afraid of like falling. Like, so if I'm like second deck, I'm always afraid of falling down. Even if I'm like 10 rows back, I'll like always be careful. If I feel a sneeze coming, I'm like, all right, let me hold on to something so I don't just propel myself onto the field. Uh, Cause what a way to go that would be. That, that would be quite the death. I mean, national TV, um, you know, there's no hiding it. You just fucking fall on the field, splatter into a million pieces. I would be like the bird that Randy Johnson hit with the pitch. Just poof, gone. Just like that. Or I get smoked with the liner. You know, fucking uh, uh, Aaron Judge pops a home run and it 
clonks off my noggin. That's not a good time. That's not a good day at the ballpark. I just want to drink beer and eat hot dogs. I don't want to fucking battle off balls and fall to my death. That just does not sound fun. So, number seven, and it's only number seven because, you know, I maybe go to like three baseball games a year. So it's not an anxiety I deal with often. But when I do, oh boy, you better put your life life vests on. Uh, getting smoked by baseball at a game slash falling down however many rows. So, just to recap, number 10, scabies. Number 9 was what would you do? Number 8 was homework. Number 7 is getting smoked by a baseball at a game. And then, number 6, we're almost breaking into the top 5, but number 6, I'm going to say it's getting a shoelace caught in the bottom of the escalator. So, there's a little bit of backstory to this one. I'm awful at tying knots. It was... I was even worse when I was, like, a dumbass kid. I'm still pretty bad at it now. But, like, my shoelaces are always untied. Constantly untied. No matter how many times I tie them, no matter if I triple knot, quadruple knot, centuple knot, I don't know if that's a word, but sextuple knot, maybe, always just just comes undone. Like, like Like my zipper at a porn convention. Just zip, gone, done. So, because of that, every time I, I've been on an escalator with my family, you know, growing up and whatnot, they always say, Frank, you gotta be careful, make sure you step when you get to the bottom of the escalator, because, you know, your shoelace can get caught. And in my head, that's one of the more terrifying things that I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, people see an escalator, and most people see an escalator, and they see it as an easy mode of transportation from point A to point B. Let me paint you a picture. You're at the mall. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. The mall has like a nice glass ceiling, you know, maybe some windows. So the sun's beating down. You're getting that, you know, the feeling of being outside while you're also feeding in to capitalism. Oh, what a wonderful day. You have an Auntie M's pretzel, maybe even one of those hot dogs with like the pretzel coating. Dude, with the glaze and the salt. What a fucking good day you're having. But you realize you're on the second floor. And Baby Gap is down on the first floor. You have to go to Baby Gap because maybe you have really small feet, not funny, and maybe you need to buy baby socks. I mean, maybe that's just, you know, how it has to go. You buy adult clothes for everything else, but maybe you just need baby socks because of your little tiny baby feet. You could take the stairs. Or you could take the escalator. The moving stairs. Of course you're going to take the escalator. But for me... It's like life and death situations. I gotta check my shoelaces, gotta make sure everything's tied, because the last thing I want is just get stuck in there, you get sucked up, you're looking like, uh, uh, what's his face? The Franco brother in, in 72 hours, he chopped off his arm, but I lost a leg to an escalator. You don't want that. So escalators are pretty high up there on my list. Escalators coming in at number six. Uh, number five, this one's a simple one. And honestly, probably a lot of us have this anxiety. But number five is just starting a fire. I'm constantly afraid that anything I do will result in starting a fire. Like if I plug in my laptop, you know, my laptop's got to charge. I'm just afraid of a fire. Because like, again, a lot of this, a lot of this I'm going to blame on my parents. But like, you know, if you leave something plugged in too long, my parents are like, that's bad. It could start a fire. And I'm like, but mom, it's like the toaster like I'm not gonna unplug the toaster every time I'm not using it it's a toaster 
That's the point of having a toaster, is, is whenever you want toast, you can just put the bread in. Now, if you had to plug it in every time, I would rethink things. I would probably want toast less. But toast is amazing. So I'm going to leave it plugged in. And I'm, I'm not going to start a fire, but that's just the way it goes. You know, I always just think I'm going to start a fire. There's plenty of times where I'll, like, leave my room and then just go back to check if I started a fire. I know, it's psycho shit. It is psychotic. But it's just, you know, what I got to deal with. I'm just constantly afraid I'm going to start a fire. And now, I don't know, I haven't really talked to a lot of people about this because, you know, starting a fire isn't, doesn't just come up in conversation. But I actually have, like, a method of getting out of my house and, like, chucking things out of the window um, if there is a fire. I have, like a, like, a brick next to my bed just to break the window. That is my bra- window-breaking brick in, in emergencies of fires and, and, and shit like that. And I'm just ready. I'm ready to go for a fire at all times. And because of that, you know... It lands pretty high up on my list. So there you go. So moving on from starting a fire, I was number five. Uh, we're going to move on to number four. And hmm, I'm looking at what I have written down. I see my four options that are left, but I can't tell which one. All right, number four. I'm, I'm going to put this at number four just because this is probably actually an anxiety that a lot of us have for some strange reason. But here it is. Number four, I'm always anxious that I will be convicted of a murder that I didn't do, but there's a little bit more to this. Some, I'm always scared that somehow all my fingerprints will just be all over the murder scene. And, like, you know, to the people on the outside, it looks like I did it, but, like, I didn't fucking do it because I, I would never be able to kill a person. Well, never say never, but at this point in my life, I would never be able to kill a person, but, you know... If the evidence comes back and my fingerprints are on the gun and, you know, they do a handwriting analysis and my handwriting matches the the ransom note. Dude, even I'm starting to convince myself that I killed this person. And this is a hypothetical scenario. So it's one of the scarier scenarios you could be in. Uh, You know, wrongly convicted of a murder, but all the evidence is pointing your direction. You know, even your mom's like, Frank, did you? Did you? Did you kill that man? I'm like, no, of course I didn't kill that man. Come on, mom. Come on. You know I didn't kill that man. It's a scary, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. Also, wait, let's be fair. This is a gender equal podcast. Maybe it was a woman I killed. I did not kill that woman. You know, I didn't mean to say man. Um, I did not mean to stereotype. Maybe I killed a woman. Who knows? Who knows? But number three. So we're just going to gloss over number four real quick because it's a story we've heard plenty of times. Number three. Number three is, and this one, this one's a good one, I constantly check my bank account app because I'm always afraid that one time I'll check it and it'll just say zero. I mean, like, I don't have a lot of money, but I have enough money that I'll know when I spend it all. And I'm just always afraid that I'm just going to open up my, my bank account And all my money is just going to spontaneously disappear. Like someone, you know, hacked in Jack Bauer 24 style, just took all my money. And then, and then what? You know, you you want me to start over? Like, dude, it took me so long to get like this tiny amount of money in. And now you want me to start over? Yeah, no, fuck that. It's one of my biggest anxieties is just losing all my money. Like, I'm not kidding. I check my bank account app maybe four to five times a day just to make sure the money hasn't gone anywhere. It's, it's, 
again, psycho shit, but you can never be too sure. You know, I, I see those episodes. I, I mean, those, those commercials. I, I've seen that commercial where they compare the dark web to the grocery store. Have you guys seen that one? Dude, if the grocery store is the dark web, people have my social, people have my, my dick print, my, my DNA, everything, everything. So I'm constantly checking that bank account app just to make sure all that, all that little money is, is still there. So number three was my bank account. Uh, number two, now this is something that, that brings me huge amounts of anxiety. Massive amounts of anxiety, might I add you. Number two, it's a little specific to me, but my dog is a little shit dog. And she doesn't like other people. And she thinks she has to protect me from everything, even though she weighs like 18 pounds and she gets blown around by like strong gusts of wind. But number two is when my dog decides that, you know, the toddler on the little tyke's bike down the road or let's say the old woman drinking apple juice on her front porch are like enemy number one and she just goes bonkers and starts barking her face off at these people. That brings me so much anxiety. I get so nervous. I clam up. I'm like, dude, fucking dog, stop. And she just keeps on barking. It is insane. You know, that little kid is probably scarred by my little shit dog. And that old woman, if my dog scares that old woman drinking apple juice on her porch and she has a heart attack and dies, that's my fault. And that's, dude, that's my number four anxiety is being convicted of a murder that I didn't do. I didn't kill that lady. My dog technically killed that lady and, and all my fingerprints are all over it. <sighs> my dog is literally going to kill me one day. All this stress, all this anxiety could probably be boiled back to my dog because my dog is a little piece of shit. She barks at everything. She doesn't have to protect me from, from anything. Like I said, she's like 18 pounds. I've seen squirrels that are bigger than my dog. I bet you the toddler on the little tyke's bike could beat the fuck out of my dog. And my dog's like, nope, you're enemy number one. You are my Isis. Little old Sally riding around on her, on her big wheel. You are my Isis. That's what my dog thinks. That, that youngins and old people are just terrorists. That's how my dog sees things. So that was number two. So we're going to do a little... um. A little uh, rewind, so I'll go 10 to 2. I'm going to put in some honorable mentions, and then I'll hit you with my number 1. Uh, so yeah, so number 10 was Scabies. Number 9 was that I'm on an episode of What Would You Do with host John Quinones. Number 8 is that I'm missing homework, something like that. Number 7 was getting smoked by a baseball at a game or falling. Uh, number seven, number six was what? Was number six my, my shoelace getting caught inside of an escalator? Uh, number five was starting a fire. Number four was being convicted of a murder that I didn't do. Number three was... Am I, oh, number three was the money in my bank account spontaneously disappearing. Number two was when my dog decides that the little girl on the little tyke's bike is Isis. And now let's do some honorable mentions. I'm always afraid that I shit my pants. I'm always constantly afraid I shit my pants. Even though I know... I, if you shit your pants, you know. But I'm always afraid that I have shit in my pants. I don't know why. I don't know what does it. Um, 
just always afraid I shit my pants. And whenever I'm high, I'm always afraid I pissed my pants. I don't, again, I don't know why. And if I did pee my pants, people would notice immediately. They'd be like, dude, go change your pants. But for some reason, I just successfully convinced myself that I shit and piss my pants at all times. To the point where I got to start wearing a diaper just for my own mental sake. Uh, let's see. Can I think of another honorable mention? Honorable mention after shitting myself. You know, here's one. Sometimes, like, if I wake up after, like, a long night of drinking and, you know, I don't really remember going to bed, I will wake up and check my pulse to make sure I'm alive and I'm not actually a ghost in purgatory. Now, again, I don't know if that's uh, considered anxiety, but it's something fucked I do. So there, there you have it. But, okay, now it's time for my number one most irrational anxiety and you know what? This might be something that, that me and other men share alike. It's kidney stones. I'm absolutely terrified of kidney stones. It just, nothing about it seems enjoyable. Having to pee out a rock. I mean, sometimes I'll pee and it like feels a little funny and I just send myself into a spiral. I'm like, all right, kidney stones, here I come. I've actually started watching my salt intake. And what is it? Diet soda can also give you kidney stones or some shit like that. Because, dude, it just does not seem enjoyable. Like, and then they give you, like, I don't know if you've, if you've done your research on kidney stones, but I have a tiny bit. Sometimes they give you, like, these, like, colander-type things, like, a <laughs> where you pee into it and, it and the kidney stone gets caught. You know, the pee goes through, but the, the stone gets caught. And so you're out here looking like a gold miner on, on Gold Rush you know, sifting through the mud to get a little gold nugget, except you're pissing into a colander to catch your fucking kidney stone. Oh, my God. It, it sounds horrific. And, and just the pain. Like, imagine. Imagine. And all you lady listeners, the same can go for you. Imagine shoving a little pebble up your, up your pee hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> and imagine after peeing it out. Oh, God. God damn. Just thinking about it, like, my, my, my wiener shrivels up. 18 inches, 18 of the 33 inches, just, God, so yeah, there you have it, that was my list, this was my first episode, I really hope you didn't enjoy it, and I hope you never listen to this podcast again, God knows if there'll be an episode two, um, I hope there isn't, but until next time, goodbye.